0: What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is in your life today. It is Monday. I think this is going to be the normal schedule, you know, early Monday morning. You know, have the weekend to just reflect on everything of what's been going on, and then just come start of the week, even though Sunday is the start, but who really works on Sundays? Except me, but any case, Monday morning it is July twenty fourth, and uh, I gotta be honest. By the way, if you hear the background noise, I'm gonna try to see if I can remove it post, and uh, you know, life of a podcaster. But apparently, my neighbors is uh, throwing some kind of beats. You know, the doom 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 whatever the hell there it is. They're doing. <laughs> Oh man, but in any case, we are here to talk about things of what's been going on outside in the world of comic books, with it's movie shows, or anything in between. And surprisingly, there wasn't really that much news as of late. There wasn't really anything new that I could sink my teeth into actually talk about. I mean, let's face it, the last episode that we came and we spoke about the whole writer strike and how... Studios are now at this moment, they're losing over six hundred thousand dollars a week, and you know, there's compromise. that this is this thing is going to go on for a long time. But I thought about this, and I should have spoken about uh, yeah, 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 getting tongue tied here. I should have spoken about this literally a few weeks ago when July started. In terms of okay, we've reached the halfway point a little bit more than the halfway point of the year, so what's left? What is left to talk about? What is left to watch? What is left to engage with? What is left for the year of 2023 for us to watch our favorable comic book content even though the ones that has been happening so far has been mediocre at best with a couple of gems here and there but we're going to talk about that literally when the year actually ends. So in a way that's where I kind of want to go with on this episode what is, left, what is left to watch? What is left to think about? What is left to talk about? What are my predictions? And of course, some honorable mentions. At least one honorable mention that's going to be happening next week. Do I count this as a comic book movie? Not really, but it falls in the same category. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think I'm actually going to watch it. So I'll mention that honorable mention later on. But of course, we will save that for last because as we know, We save the best things for last. It's what we do, and it's what we do best. As always, guys, if you like and subscribe this podcast, it definitely helps me out tremendously. I know I've been talking about it over and over for me to finally go on video, but let's be honest, I'm... (laughs) I'm too scared. And of course, you know, I want the video to be visually appealing, and as... You can imagine I'm in this gigantic blanket booth, and it's not very appealing to the eye. to To you, it's not very appealing to the eye. But it will be happening soon. You know, just gotta get my finances in order, get my camera and everything else. But it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen in due time. Just give me a break. give 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 me, give me patience. Give me, give me some time. Give me some patience. Give me, give me, give me some time to think. I'm in the bathroom looking. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> we're having fun people we're having fun so in any case let's go ahead and get started but before we do once again i do want to thank you for continuing to listen to me continue to support me on this podcast continue to like subscribe and share this podcast it helps me out tremendously in many ways shape and forms If there's anything that you want me to do differently, if there's anything that you advise that I can do, by all means, let me know in my email, mike at voiceofgarcia.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can go to voiceofgarcia.com and go all the way down to the bottom of the page and let me know what your questions, comments, or concerns are. I'm losing my breath here, but I don't give a damn. (laughs) Oh, man, I am way too hyped this morning on a Monday morning. And it's going to be a very long, hot day for me to be out there. You know, I'm actually doing something a little bit new on TikTok here. I've been experimenting a lot in terms of how I can provide fun content for you. But I feel like I kind of want to go on a different route. And after this podcast episode concludes, I actually want to try something a little bit interesting, a little bit new and actually lift up certain people's spirits because I've been getting a lot of messages from, you know, friends and close ones you know, close, my close circle. And they tell me so much on how they just need something, anything that they can relate to for them to lift themselves up and go about their day. And I feel like maybe that's my way of giving back, not only to you, you know, doing this fun content. That's whether it's comic book related superheroes or voiceover or whichever, but I kind of want to do something new, something motivational for you. And it's my way of trying to give back to you because I have, you know, like anyone, I personally have my demons and I want to basically help you channel yours and help you embrace yours and help you defeat yours. So I'd say after this, I'm probably going to do something a little bit new, a little bit different, and then see how the positive influence can happen, you know? So will I be a motivational coach? I don't know. I don't know if 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 you want me. I've said it before and I've said it again. I am here for you. And if you need anything in terms of a pick me up, this is not therapy. I don't do fucking do therapy. No, this is just two people talking. That's all it is with therapy. I would have to like prescribe things and give professional advice, which I do not. You know, I don't do because I'm still dealing with my shit. Nevertheless, if you need someone to talk to, by all means, hit me up and let's have a casual conversation. With that being said, that is all for me in the first half. Let's dive right into what is left to talk about in the world of comic books, what is left to watch. And that comes up right in a bit. You know, I think it would be better off for me to start this off by saying I'm sorry. I, I actually apologize. I apologize for me putting this off for a while coming off at number one in terms of what is left to see for the remaining of the year. Uh, well. By the way, we're going to go in order in terms of their release dates, their supposed release dates. Number one, we're going to go with Secret Invasion, and I do want to apologize to the writers and the showrunners and the directors because regardless if we think the show is good or not, I personally have been putting off from watching this because, and if I'm being honest here, I'm still having that sour taste of She-Hulk in my mouth, no pun intended, and if there is a pun, And it's one of the main reasons why I didn't want to watch another mediocre Marvel Disney show. And despite the fact that I've already been spoiled on Twitter by a side character's death and a major side character in terms of being a scroll, it's one of those things where it's like, okay... If I'm going to watch this and if I'm actually going to give it a shot or watch Man of Recaps either on YouTube or someone recapping the entire show, summarizing the show, then I have to give it its due diligence when it's all coming together. I'm actually getting tired of watching everything on a week-to-week basis. I understand why studios do that in order to have a longer retention and... You know, it's their way of having ratings for you to come back and rewatch the next episode. Find out on the next episode of Secret Invasions or some bullshit like that. But for me, I think the format actually works when I binge watch everything completely. As long as it doesn't exceed a certain amount of episodes. And then actually review it and watch it as a whole. That's what I kind of did with Game of Thrones. That's what I kind of did with Daredevil. And that's what I kind of did with so many shows in the past. For me, I think it's my way of actually watching this more as a movie style. Watching it all in one shot. And everyone is different. And you know, you're different. You could you personally could be watching it in a weekly show. In a weekly format. Nevertheless, Secret Invasion is the first one. The final episode, I believe, is appearing tomorrow... Or Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. It's on the 26th. Today's the 24th. So the 26th. So Wednesday, the final episode will be airing. And it's that time. Maybe by then, I will probably watch and catch up to speed. Am I looking for anything interesting? No. Am I going to have this revolution of, Oh my God, this happened the entire time? Not really. Let's be honest. It's a prequel to the Marvels happening by the end of the year. And it's one of those things where it's like, all right, well, here's another checklist for me to watch for me to do my homework in order to catch up to speed with what happens in the next project. So Secret Invasion is number one for, you know, watching whatever show that's left. Let's dive on to the next thing. Number two, Blue Beetle coming out next month on August 18th. We've said this already. We said that James Gunn came out on his Twitter, on his tweets. Now it's going to be called X. Elon Musk, what the hell are you doing? Blue Beetle is going to be the next movie to actually watch. And according to James Gunn, it is the first movie of the DCU, the new and improved DC universe. James Gunn, I love you, but I kind of call bullshit on that. I think it's your way of actually marketing this movie for it to not be part of Of the DC Extended Universe. That has failed. The Snyderverse. The Zack Snyderverse. And uh, I have to say this. Even though I'm Latino. I'm Hispanic. And uh, you know being Dominican descent. You would think that this movie actually. Should appeal to me. And it should be a movie that I should be excited. And actually look forward to. But I'm kind of not. And I think a lot of. Hispanics would actually agree with me on this now I could be wrong you know there are a lot more Hispanics out there that are way more family or family oriented and this movie seems to depict that it's full of heart and joy and family and you know coming together and doing what is right you know things like that but I guess I'm under the category of okay, who really asked for this to be live action? Who really asked for a Blue Beetle movie? You know, are we doing it? Are we watching it for fun? Is there a point to it? Is it going to be like another Shazam 2 where a hero comes out of nowhere and then all of a sudden we're watching it because it's content filler? Like, what is the purpose? What is... Are, are we just... Or are we just having fun with it? Who the hell knows? It's already projected to actually have another flop I, I'm kind of agreeing with that because I don't see a lot of people actually taking, spending their hard-earned money to watch Blue Beetle and then have it being like a revolutionary type of a thing like Iron Man was back in 2008. I could be wrong. It could be something awesome. It could be something spectacular. And I will eat my words when that time comes, if it comes. But until then, August 18th, Blue Beetle is the next one on the list. Coming at number three on October 6th, we have Craven the Hunter, Sony's next movie to actually debut and is going to be the next character of the supposed happenings of the Sinister Six. Now, look, I love Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's very good at what he does. I loved him in Kick-Ass. I actually enjoyed his version of Quicksilver, even though I like the other one more, in Age of Ultron and he definitely he surprised me a lot in bullet train I'm very surprised on how much I enjoyed that movie I should have seen it in theaters I didn't I saw it on Netflix stupid me I should have seen it in theaters I actually liked Aaron Taylor and Johnson he's fantastic and you know he's good at what he does I still believe this was a miscast I believe that okay I know Sony is going with a young Craven, but that's not really what the hardcore comic book fans are actually hoping for. And I don't think you're really giving Craven the Hunter, the character, justice by bringing in a young-looking actor like Aaron Taylor Johnson. If you were to brought in Carl Urban or any other male that actually looks the part, acts the part, and feels the part when you see him and... You know, you can tell and be like, "Oh my God, that is Craven with the with the beard and the mustache and the you know the the beard and mustache, the facial hair, and 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 the physique and and the strong physique that he has. The, the fact that he screams Craven, this doesn't seem craven to me. And maybe I'm a little bit biased because I am a Spider-Man fan, and as a Spider-Man fan, I do pay attention to the Rogue Gallery and the villains and everybody else. This movie is going to be, I feel like I'm going to I'm shitting on this movie and it hasn't even started yet there are people that are already saying that it's the next Morbius that's Morbius part two and I really really don't want to compare it to that but it's kind of hard for me to say otherwise when we've been looking at Sony's track record as of late I haven't enjoyed Venom 2 I've been trying to come around with it I haven't re-watched it as much I have never rewatched Morbius at all And this is probably going to be another movie that is just lackluster. And it sucks. It really is. You know, what's the point of looking forward to something if you know that it's not. Again, I could be completely wrong. You know, I saw the Red Band trailer. It seems like they're pulling no punches with the violence and the deaths. And I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with Rhino. I'm very, very curious if he's going to be this humanoid-looking creature. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> oh, my God. I'll try to enjoy it. It's going to be one of those movies I'm going to have to turn my brain off, and I'm going to try to enjoy it the best I can. Coming at number four, we got The Marvels, supposedly happening finally on November 10th. And... I'm tired of beating up a dead horse to a bloody pulp on this one. I really am. We already know the backstory. We already know of what's been... Or rumors of what's been going on behind the scenes. I have zero hope for this movie whatsoever. And no, I'm not misogynistic. I'm not sexist. I'm... It's... It's... (sighs) You can't market a movie like this with so much backlash and so much baggage of what's been going on behind the scenes. And a movie that has been postponed four to five times already just screams failure. It does. And... Again, I will eat my words. I'm going to be the first one to come out of nowhere and say, you know what? I was wrong. This is the best movie that could ever happen since Avengers Endgame. But who are we kidding on this one? Who are we kidding? I. You know what? You're going to hate me for this. Potential spoilers. Potential spoilers in the next couple of uh, minutes. Go ahead and lower your volume down here's what I predict is going to happen okay there's going to be a lot of friction between Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau because of what happened to her mom because of her not keeping in contact with with you know Captain Marvel Captain Marvel not being a very social person is not used to actually being friends with another person and wants to make peace and wants to make amends or whatever the case may be. So there's going to be a lot of friction between them. And then who's going to be the voice of reason? Kamala Khan. And then there's going to be a lot of emotional manipulation with the cats slash Flurkins, and they're gonna be cute and they're gonna be awesome and that's what a lot of people are going to think about then we're gonna have this female ronin it's gonna be this badass thing and then it's going to they're, they're gonna come together for a common cause and Kamala Khan is gonna be the voice of reason and it's it's just it's there's gonna be a passing of the torch in some way shape or form and it's just <sighs> As you can tell I'm not really looking forward to this one. I'm not. I will try to see it and try to look at it from an objective point of view. I have no hope for this one. And uh, it's it, it is what it is. It it is what it is at this point. I have zero hope on this one. November 10th, mark your calendars down if you want. I'm not going to be rushing to watch this. I probably will maybe to avoid spoilers. But even though I kind of spoiled the movie. That's what I believe of what's going to happen. And uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. Coming at the final movie. The final Marvel. Not Marvel. Sorry. The final DC movie. On December 20th. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Now this has gone through a lot of reshoots. And has gone through a lot of re-edits. Because of the fact that we don't want to include characters. Where it's not going to lead to something. You know Peter Safran and James Gunn have already admitted. That this. there's been a lot of cutouts from Batman. There's going to be a lot of cutouts from that. Will, be, will there be a lot of cutouts from you know Amber Turd? I don't know. I can imagine that this movie is. If they kill her off. If they kill off Mira in some way, I think that's going to receive the biggest pop and the biggest praise that the movie is going to have, which is a detriment against the movie itself if you're trying to pay attention to the story and you're trying to pay attention to Aquaman and his physique. And I guarantee a lot of people are going to see it for Jason Momoa. He's a hell of an eye candy. I'll admit that. I'm not gay, but even I know what the market is for. And... People are going to praise Jason Momoa. They're going to shit on, no pun intended, shit on Amber Turd on this. And if they kill her off in some way, I think it's going to be the one thing that a lot of people are going to talk about mostly. And uh, there's already rumors on this being delayed again to 2024 because of what's been going on with the writers and actors strike. The SAG and WGA strike. And although there is that concept, there is that other side of the coin here where people want to come to this and be like, well, why exactly are you postponing the movie again when the writer's strike, you know, the movie is already happening and the writer's just please understand where they're coming from here. We've already gotten a lot of confirmation, whether it's Tom Cruise, Anne Hathaway. I think Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm not 100% sure on that one, but I'm just probably naming names on that, but there are already certain actors that are looking for exemptions. And waivers and loopholes to see if they can market their movies while the strike is going on and there have already been a few people on the other side of that that are saying no it is a strike you have to you're part of the strike you're part of the guild you're part of the union you need to uphold this you need to stand behind this and I already see on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams. I like how I'm saying this in plural form. It's actually pretty hilarious. I can already see on so, much, on so many of the social media platforms where people are like, well, you see a multi-million dollar person is, you know, uh, uh, they're trying to promote their movies and they're trying to get more money and they don't really don't believe in the strike and they really don't believe in the union and so on and so forth. Hold the phone. All right, just just hold on on this one. You have to understand where they're coming from on this, okay? You have to put yourself in their their shoes. I understand it's hard to relate to someone that's a multimillionaire. I understand that it's hard to connect to a rich person. But please put yourself in their shoes. Tom Cruise is one of the most hardworking actors ever. Doing his own stunts. Marketing his own movie most of the time made so much of these Mission Impossible movies. I think we're in Mission Impossible 7 or 8 or whatever the case may be. An actor's job, as opposed to acting, is to market their movie. So that way they can get a return and they can get paid for whatever it is that they're worth. One of the main rules in terms of not crossing that picket line while the stroke, while the strike is going on is the fact that you can't not only work on any new motion picture products like a movie, like a Hollywood movie, but you can't really dive into the marketing aspect of it. There are certain guidelines and there are certain restrictions of what you can do and what you can't do. We already spoke about this in the last episode of this podcast, so... The reason why these actors, a lot of these actors are looking for loopholes is to ensure that they do not want their movies or their projects that they've worked on for months, for months, possibly years, maybe during or post pandemic. They don't want they don't want it to let it go to waste and they don't want the movie to suffer in the box office because of the strike that really, if you truly think about it, has nothing to do with them. I said it before, I support the strike and I do believe that writers and actors should be paid and should be compensated for what they're worth. However, that doesn't also... There's so much that is going on behind the scenes and there's so much that I actually looked into this. I'm not going to go into details on this one, but just because you're in the union doesn't mean, even before this strike has happened, doesn't mean that there were fair wages within the union to begin with. If you truly think about it, not all of them. We're going to throw out a number here. And I can't reveal my sources on this one. I can't reveal my sources. You can maybe look upon Variety or Vox or whoever. So I can't reveal the actual source of this person. But this person, have actually admitted... That a good 17% of the union. Actually qualifies for healthcare and insurance. 17% of the union. That is supposed to be there to protect and help you. Only qualifies for healthcare and insurance. Think about that for example. Just think about that. That's insane. So. While there are a lot of people that are supporting the strike and are supporting for those to actually have a fairly compensated situation going on and for them to be treated equally, the union has to get their ducks in a row too. There's a reason why there's always a debate when it comes to independent contractors and actors and writers and constant creators of whether or not you should go union. Now, whether I do it or not is irrelevant. Whether you do it or not is completely up to you. It's your choice of whether you do it or not do it. But there is a main reason in terms of them actually saying, them being the union and the and the strikes and the workers are saying, you need to support us and if you don't do this, you're going to get blacklisted. That's why I said from the last episode that if you're a content creator, don't do it. It's a fear tactic. It sucks. But it's just the way it is. And the fact that I accept it the way it is, you should too. It's bullshit, but it is what it is. What I'm trying to say is... Let's not throw these actors that are trying to look for waivers and exemptions for their movies... Let's not throw them under the bus, okay? Let's let's just not do that. All right, let's let's chill on this one. Let's chill. What does that have to do with Aquaman? Well, if it turns out that this movie gets delayed again to 2024, Jason Momoa can't promote it, the director can't promote it, none of the cast can promote it, so. We're going to have to wait until the strike is actually over for them to actually show what they can do with their marketing. They can't do press stores. They can't mention anything on social media. They can't um, have word on a word of mouth on it. They can't do anything. And this is pretty much the studio's way of ensuring that they do not lose on a potential $500 million to possibly a billion dollars at the global box office if you don't believe me and if you think I'm talking shit on this one look at what happened to Scarlett Johansson with Disney look at what happened with that during the pandemic she had to sue Disney and Disney had to file some kind of settlement in order for her to get whatever she needs to get she fucking won even though it didn't say that she won she won come on she won So I believe the studios are learning from that and thinking about the bigger picture where it's like, listen, if we have to delay this movie again, if we have to delay this movie again, just to get a decent amount of a return, then that's a chance we're going to be willing to take. Here is the number one problem, and we're going to move on from this. If people didn't care about the Flash, and that's part of the DC Extended Universe, I don't think a lot of people are going to care about Aquaman 2 as well. Especially if you have Emperor Turd still in it. I don't think this is going to be a box office bomb. I'm thinking it's probably not going to do well as you think it will. So before we end this off, there is an honorable mention that I do want to mention. And uh, it's actually going to be next week, next Wednesday. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The animated version from Paramount Pictures. And these, the Turtles, are actually voiced by young actors. By, I think they're like child actors from like maybe around the age of 15 or younger. And... Me being a voice actor, I'm actually intrigued by that. I'm actually intrigued by how well these kid actors are actually going to do in voiceover with an animated movie like this. It nearly has the same style as Across the Spider-Verse. I'm sorry, not Across the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse, which is the first one. The first Miles Morales movie. And it has my man Jackie Chan in it. It has... I think it has Jack Black. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But... I'm excited to see... Did I just pop? Wow. I can't believe I just did that. I'm actually interested to see what they're going to do with that movie. At first, I didn't want to say it because, once again, they just changed April O'Neil just for the sake of changing her. You know exactly what I'm talking about. At this point, I, I don't care. I I don't care. April O'Neil is not a hardcore character that I absolutely like or love or it can get behind. I don't really give a damn. So, let's see what they do. It's going to be next Wednesday. Is do I consider it a comic book movie? No, but it doesn't but it definitely has elements of it. And I'll review it. Why not? I'll review it. So yeah. Maybe the next that's the next thing to talk about. First and foremost, Secret Invasion and then we'll tackle on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's all we gotta say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have, once again, if you have questions, comments or concerns, go to voiceofgarcia.com Scroll all the way at the bottom and let me know what questions. I keep on repeating the same thing over and over. I sincerely apologize. I need to get a script or something, something That would allow me to, you know, actually have like a better quality, a better script. And uh, that's all there is to it. Stay safe, guys. Happy Monday. Hope you have a good rest of the week. We will come back next Monday where we will talk anything and everything in terms of what's going on in some way, shape, or form in the world of comic book news, movies, games, shows, or whatever the case may be. And always remember... If you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.